Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of Naturopathy Today. I'm one of your guides, Michael. I'm Steve. And we're here to help you on your path and journey towards fabulous health. So today's discussion will be about clogged arteries and some of the signs and symptoms that you are dealing with if you've got clogged arteries are cold hands, cold feet, ringing in the ears, and a dizziness upon standing up quickly. And so those are key signs that, yeah, you're dealing with clogged artery. You know, Steve, when I was going through that, it occurred to me, like cold hands out there, Renaud's syndrome, where there's cold hands, which is also tied into poor circulation, but sometimes a little bit more involved. I don't know if you've ever come across that with any clients or anything. Well, I think it's an important point that you make is that there are different reasons why you might be experiencing this symptom. And so it's good to understand, is it poor circulation? Is it clogged arteries? Is it this of Raynaud's? Maybe you just live like I do in uh, northern Wisconsin, where it's (laughs) a norm half the year. But uh, the idea is, If you understand your personal causes and factors, you're more likely to be successful in your journey to find an answer. Absolutely. You know, I have something for you, Steve. When the winter comes and since you're up there in the climbs that get a little nippy, put some cayenne in your boots and your shoes before you go outside. And that will keep your feet warm. Don't put it next to your skin because it will burn, but between your sock and the sole of your shoe or boot, and you'll be good to go. I'll give it a try. (laughs) Oh, it's fabulous stuff. I mean, I I can tell you, and we will when we get to there, all kinds of wonderful stuff about cayenne. In fact, if you're having a heart attack, it's really fabulous. Stick some under your tongue. It will equalize blood pressure. We probably should have mentioned that. And, you know, it's funny, we're talking about cardiovascular disease, we're talking about the disease, but not heart attacks. And so we'll throw those in from time to time. But anyway, cold feet is one of the symptoms. When I mentioned hair loss, I thought about the autoimmune aspect of it. The immune system identifies the hair follicles as alien non-self and attacks them and destroys them. Also allergies and stress. You know, a lot of people pull their hair out because of stress. <laughs> I wish I didn't have that person around me, you know, that kind of a thing. That's so, my story. <laughs> <laughs> so ringing in the ears is another one. And that could be, you know, I think a great investment in the future would be hearing aid centers. Because if you've ever pulled up to any of these kids in their cars, they've got the windows up and your car rattles. from the music. And I think we're going to see an epidemic of deafness down the road. And uh, the dizziness upon standing, that made me think about hypoglycemia jumped into mind because again, low blood sugar, that's one of the things with low blood sugar is dizziness. However, you'll know 
if you have, because if you're going to have cold hands, you're going to have cold feet. And if you've got ringing in the ears, I think that the first thing I would do would be to do an assessment to understand, is it really clogged arteries? Or am I dealing with any of these other things that could have been mentioned? And I think that at least once a year, everybody should go to get a blood test. I mean, my wife and I, that, that's what we do. Once a year, we don't really have a, a physician, but because I have the company, we have health insurance. And so once a year, we go and we get our blood taken and they'll tell us whether the cholesterol is elevated, triglycerides, where they're at, liver enzymes, all these kinds of good things. And I think it's prudent, especially the older we get, and if you're a health nut, as some of us are, where we don't go down, you know, the pharmaceutical path, it is prudent to get yourself checked out at least once a year. What's your take on that, Steve? I'm a big fan of uh, benchmark testing, and I, I do it periodically. Oh. So I find it to be valuable to understand my status in time. And so this is how I present it to people is you want to know these benchmarks to see if you're moving forward or if there are issues that are emerging. So I'm a big fan of identifying which of those tests and exams might be valuable. I, the knowledge is what gives us a chance to see whether we are making progress or standing still or actually getting worse, perhaps, in some of these things. And so big fan. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. The word knowledge made me think in terms of wisdom, because a lot of people have knowledge, but I don't think they act on it or apply it, which would be where wisdom would come into play. Having the wisdom to, one, get the knowledge and then put the knowledge to use. So some of the things that they could do, and if they already know they have cardiovascular issues in terms of clogged arteries, high cholesterol. Obviously, we talked about the diet, eliminating all those horrible things. And so one of the ways you want to fix it naturally, first and foremost, is get up, <laughs> walk around, run, jog, swim, climb, in short, exercise, and lots of it. Even if you only do 10 minutes a day, you know, I have my favorite thing when I do lectures, I tell people, walk around the block. If nothing else, you don't want to spend money at a gym. You don't have a standing bike in the house. If nothing else, walk around the block and time yourself. Okay, so to walk around the block, it took you 20 minutes today. Tomorrow, you're going to strive for 18. The day after, 16. So that when you're doing this, you're picking up the pace. Then when you get it down to a really nice pace of maybe 10, 15 minutes, add a block. And then, so that's my take on exercise. I don't know if you have a particular take on exercising beyond that. Well, this is again, one of those things that people are going to have to figure out what they can do and what they're willing to do, oh. but everybody can do something. That's the secret is you know, no matter what your overall condition, there's very few that would keep you from doing some type of exercise. I mean, if you have arthritis and you can't do some of these things, I found that 
water exercises, swimming um, classes where they're done in a warmer pool. There are options for people if they just look around and commit to doing something. You know, you just made me think of that cliche where there's a will, there's a way. And that's part of what this is about differently. You need to be committed, not to us, but to yourself. You have to become a disciple unto you. And what's interesting about the word disciple, it's the same root as the word discipline. So you really have to get into a program that you create. And the water exercise, Steve, brilliant, absolutely brilliant for anybody with joint issues. And that will take care of that. The beauty of exercising, no matter how you do it, is you will end up cleaning out your arteries because you're going to be ending up burning fat. Now, you're not going to get to the stored fat that's outside of your arterial system, but you will get to the fats that are in your arteries at the time because the cells which are going to produce the energy for you to do what you got to do, need fuel. They need food right away. And where's that food? It's in your bloodstream. So they're going to help one clean out your bloodstream. And that's why you'll begin to see the cold hands, cold feet disappear because the body's going to be burning fats. The nutrient, my recommendations are always niacin, lecithin, choline, inositol, unsaturated fatty acids. Is there anything, Steve, that you would add to that? Well, one of the things that I've been real fond of, Michael, in my own personal circumstances, I don't have an issue that I'm aware of, but I have a family history that I'm aware of. And so I take things to help my arteries be more elastic. Those have been the kinds of things that I've focused on really kind of as a preventive, but also understanding that they're essential. And if I don't get them, I can't benefit from them. And if I am getting them as part of my regular routine, then my body is able to appropriate it. And that's an example of where I'm targeting something not because I have an issue, but because I want to avoid an issue. And maybe I have a little higher risk profile because of a family history. Is that a good approach from your side? Oh, that's fabulous. In fact, I, I do something similar because of all of my products. I will take something that I don't even have a need for, but as a prophylactic way of approaching things, you know, I'll do a bottle of para herbs and then I may do a bottle of liver and then a bottle of lung and a bottle of blood pressure factors and then a bottle of fat metabolism factors. So, yeah, I do what I call a round robin. I have my basic fundamental program and then I add in those round robin things. Well, this may be a perfect time for this question then, because I've often mentioned to people, when you look for solutions, you know, you're searching and you're reading and you're listening, you can come up with all kinds of things that you might want to take. And many people can't take everything. True. And so I've suggested oftentimes you don't have to take everything every day, just like you don't eat the same foods every day. You can incorporate different supplements over time, rotate them as you're describing, rotate them on a shorter basis of one one day and one the next. But getting some over time is where you're going to gain the long-term value. And so if people are looking at things 
from a prophylactic or a nutritional standpoint, is that a reasonable thing for them to do then? Not only is it reasonable, but if they would take the money they're spending on one cup of Starbucks a day, just give up that and put that 20, 25 bucks, if they did it for a week and put 20, 25 bucks into a supplement, they're not going to miss the coffee, although they may be jonesing for the caffeine, but they're really not going to be missing the, the whatever it is Starbucks puts in their stuff and put that to some good use in your body by buying a product to round robin. You know, you talked about keeping your arterial walls pliable. So that got me to hardening of the arteries. And no one ever talks about hardening the arteries. You know, uh, the statin drugs and the Reggie Strice in our industry are big items. Well, it works the same way as the statin drugs. In fact, statin drugs came out of all of the research done with Reggie Strice. So the deal here is, First, let's explain how hardening of the arteries occurs. If you've ever listened to, to Matthias Rath, he'll say that if you're low in lysine and vitamin C, you're going to get cuts in your arterial walls. Now, cholesterol is necessary. Let's go there first. It's absolutely essential for building cellular materials. So these low-fat, no-fat diets are really dangerous because you do need cholesterol. And for statin drugs to necessarily shut down cholesterol production is even more dangerous. That's why there's a lot of women having heart attacks. There's all kinds of muscular weakness because you need cholesterol to build cells. There is a universal teaching, excess leads to rejection. However, in this case, here's what's happening with hardening of the arteries. You get a cut. So now cholesterol becomes a Band-Aid and it covers the cut in that arterial wall. Because your bloodstream should be loaded with calcium and magnesium, as the calcium ions are floating by, they're going to get caught up in that goopy Band-Aid. The more ions that get caught up, the plaque begins to build, the hardening of the arteries. And the reason, so you can understand this, the reason you need calcium in your bloodstream with magnesium is, and I said this earlier, it helps to keep the body in an alkaline state. It neutralizes the acidity. Additionally, calcium works with vitamin K. That way, you won't bleed to death. So calcium needs to be in your bloodstream in meaningful amounts. The catch 22 is because there's, you know, a lack of lysine and vitamin C, you get the cuts, you get the goopy band-aid. Now you're building a brick wall. So you want to keep, as Steve brought up, keep your arteries pliable. So you want to dissolve the plaque, get rid of hardening the arteries. And I, Steve, you mentioned magnesium. I would also say vitamin D as well as apple pectin. Is there anything else you would throw in to help break up the cholesterol deposits as well as helping the body to utilize the excess calcium? Well, not exactly, but I have a question for you relative to that. Okay. One of the things that I've, I take and I've recommended is the enzyme natokinase. 
My understanding is that natokinase helps to normalize uh, blood clotting and fibrin development uh, in the body. And therefore, if I am at risk, again, I'm taking something that I hope is going to mitigate that risk. Um, I have no evidence that I've ever had a blood clot, but again, this cardiovascular family history makes me think about you know, that kind of an approach. Um, so not so much because of its effect on the arteries, but its effect on the things that actually end up starting to clog the arteries or get caught on some of these cholesterol blockages are these blood clots. Are you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, actually what, stim what, what did come to mind, by the way, uh, natokinase and serapeptase are, are really good products, yes. good items from an enzymatic point of view. But when I think about blood clots, I think about cells aggregating. And so, and then I, that took me to blood thinners that people are on. And vitamin E and ginkgo biloba, those two nutrients, one herb, one vitamin, will prevent aggregation, will prevent the clotting or the blood cells sticking together. In fact, if you're going in for surgery, the physicians will tell you if they know that you're taking these things, or they just may tell you because they know no vitamin E, no ginkgo biloba, they thin the blood by preventing aggregation. So those are the things, because again, I'm more vitamin mineral oriented. So those are the first things that pop into my mind. Enzymes are fabulous. I mean, we need enzymes across the board for everything. And I have a question uh, about cholesterol and doesn't everybody. I talk to a lot of people who come to me after they've gotten a, a blood test and says, you know, my cholesterol is high. It's 230. And if I don't get it down, the doctor's going to put me on a statin drug. And we know statin drugs and red yeast rice, as you've mentioned, will interfere with cholesterol production. So first of all, realize it's, it's actually interfering with your body's natural processes. But people walk away from that thinking, oh, I took my statin drug. I took my red yeast rice. It lowered my cholesterol. Therefore, now I'm healthy. And I'm, <laughs> I think a lot of people assume that if, if the number gets quote unquote better, that that's a good sign. And now I'm healthy. But is it the mechanism by which we do it that really changes that equation? What's your take on the idea that if we get the cholesterol down through either of the, the drug or the red yeast rice, that we've somehow made things better? Just the opposite. I think that what that does on a lot of levels is it opens up the door for indulgence. Now I can have more ice cream. I can go back and get my French fries. And I can eat, you know, I have this whole good brick of cheddar cheese that I love. Now I can eat that without any concern. I think that the whole pharmaceutical concept gives a false sense of security. And bottom line is that you really need to nourish your body. Your body is self-correcting. Steve brought this up a couple of episodes ago. Your body is a divine creation. It seeks balance and harmony. What gets in the way is what's between your ears and the people you listen to. And the doctors 
who think that it's spelled G-O-D, you've given up control. Steve and I are about you getting that control back, taking back the responsibility for your health so that when you listen to these drug commercials, instead of looking at the wonderful picture, listen to all the side effects so that you know, you'll never hear that with nutrition, know that drugs are on a different level toxins, and they're not really to your benefit most of the time. There are some that are essential for a while. But no, I think that lowering cholesterol is a dangerous thing when it's done unnaturally. So, you know, obviously, I'm not a fan. Well, thanks for that, Michael, because I think that's oftentimes where we lose people is they think, well, I'm on this medication, my blood pressure is lower, my cholesterol is lower, my blood sugar is lower, I must be healthy, when actually none of those have done anything to actually improve the condition. It's just a pharmaceutical way of changing the marker. And when we only look at changing the marker, and not the underlying tissue malfunctions and dietary missteps and all the other things that lead to it, it gives us that false sense of security as if we're moving closer to health. And actually, it may be just the opposite, as you mentioned. Absolutely. And on that note, folks, get the supplements that you need. Like I said, I think in the last episode, keep a pad and pencil by your side when you listen to us. If you're driving, pull over. No. (laughs) whatever you do, make time that you can really sit one and ponder some of the things and two, write down the suggestion. Next week, we're going to talk about congestive heart failure. And one of the things Steve and I do do is we go back and listen to what we've presented. So editing wise, we also, you know, you may hear different tones, just know that Sometimes we say things that are superfluous and we'll cut them out because we want to respect your time and at the same time, give you the information that's going to help you grow. If you have any questions, you can channel them to me. Steve and I will come up with answers for you. And it's Dr. M at michaelshealth.com. Real simple, real easy. Dr. M at michaelshealth.com. So until next week, when we talk about congestive heart failure, I will bid you adieu, Steve. Thanks everyone for joining us. I look forward to our next episode. Thank you, Michael. My pleasure. You all take care, be well, and tune in next week. We'll be here. We hope you will too. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.